world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions, and we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Coffee time, and we're live. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince, and I am here with my trusty friend and partner in truth, Andrea. We go over the news and events in the morning with the Red Pill family. We give you our thoughts and opinions on it, which are ever-evolving and sometimes created on the fly because we're just human. So participate in our banter. Let us know your thoughts and opinions on what's going on. Comment down below in Rumble and Facebook and all those places. And please hit those little plus signs and likes and loves and shares. It helps us tremendously to get the word out there. We have just been censored again and again and again and again over the years. But we don't quit. We keep popping up and you guys keep showing up and finding us and sharing and watching. So we appreciate you all very, very much. Um, it is the 12th of October, 2022. It's a beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest, sunny and cold, and it's going to be a good one. I hope busy one, a good one. I don't know. Uh, Andrea, good morning. Thanks for joining me. Hope you got your quappy. Hope you got the sand out of your eyes. I um, do kind of. Okay. Kind of. I'm <laughs> one of those there? mornings. It's hump day. So what can I say? I'm oh. like halfway through my week. <laughs> I just, uh, it's not as warm. It's not warm here. It's kind of sunny. Not really. It wants to be. I can tell it wants to be. It's trying. Kind of like me. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying to. (laughs) Trying to shine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm trying. I'm trying to. And, you know, this 
the state of the world certainly doesn't help the no. positivity. Um, but somehow, some way, we manage to uh, keep on pushing. That's I got that line, that line from uh, Dory. That's finding Dory. Oh, yeah. That keeps going to my head. Just keep swimming. Just finding keep Nemo. Swimming. Yeah. I think there was a Finding Dory too, huh? Yeah, there was. I never watched that one. It's pretty cute. I have a kid, so I've watched most movie, most kids' movies. I like them. I see the, I see the underlying tones of what Disney does with them. But you know what? I'm not going to ruin that for my kid. I'm not going to point out the sexually explicit stuff that I see in those movies and stuff yeah. like that. I'm just not. He doesn't see it, and I'm not going to point it out. Yeah. Oh, Disney. All right. Good morning, Rapture, Mamo, and Grits, and Grandma Revolt. They've got rain over there in Mississippi. River. Ugh. Waiting on rain in Mississippi. The river's drying up. Oh, my Yikes. gosh, Grits. Good morning, yeah. everybody. Thanks for joining. And we got uh, pilled over there. We had some early risers. White Hat, thanks for joining first. Congratulations. And Texas Bear, thank you for the can. Keep doing what you're doing. We will. Thank you so much for the can. That That's very generous of you. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, all right. Let's get going, guys. Uh, I, I suppose we could start here. Um, with a little bit of financial news, and then we'll jump into the U.S. and world news, and maybe a little bit of health news. Who knows? We'll see where we get. We'll see where we go. All right, let's go. So, finance. We'll take a quick look at the markets. Not that it really matters. That's how I feel now. Looking at these charts every day is just like kind of pointless. But the overall thing is, the debt market is going to shit, and that's what matters the most. And that's really all we need to know. But yeah. let's take a look at where we are day to day because, uh, you know, we're just watching the crumbling of the financial system and we'll see where that goes. Will it be a new financial system backed by gold? Will it be an F, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's a centralized digital currency. C oh, yeah, CBDCs. CBDC, central bank digital currencies. Currency. Who knows? They're probably going to go through a couple iterations of things before we figure it out after the great collapse and failure of the system, which it's in the middle of. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. Let's look at the numbers real quick. Um, all right. Everything's up a slight, slightly. S&P 500 is up 0.19%. The Dow is up 0.44%. The NASDAQ is up 0.04%. Oil is down almost 2% at $87.60. Gold is down to 1675 Wow. And silver is down to $18.92. Holy smokes, it's on sale, guys. Uh, Buy it while it's on sale. Yeah, seriously. Bitcoin, $19,111.69. $0.69. Cents. 69 cents. Ding, 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 ding. Funny number. All right. <laughs> Let's see so there's a little uh, headline here stocks nudge higher as investors weigh inflation data okay these people look at the data and they try to make decisions and you know what the market's not logical it's not it's just it's all just a sh it's all a sham. sorry sorry that's okay um IMF economist says the worst is yet to come for the global economy of course all right let's move on to some some actual stories here 
Let me see the markets. If you guys are interested in buying gold and silver, you could go to getgoldtoday.com and visit Kirk Elliott's team and get a free consultation. Getgoldtoday.com, and that helps support the Redfield Project as well if you're looking to diversify or just get some gold sent to your door or silver. I recommend silver right now. All right. Wholesale, well, this is not financial <laughs> advice, but talk to the professionals and figure it out what's best for you <laughs> and your budget. Um, that's what I do, though, silver. Wholesale inflation rises more than expected in September, with prices jumping 8.5%. Oh, what a huge surprise. Inflation's rising more than expected because they're always just saying, you know, what, what did the, the mainstream started rise. out saying? They said, things aren't that bad. Oh, you guys are conspiracy theorists. What are you talking about? And then slowly they catch up with the conspiracy narrative of the shit is going down the drain. And now they're saying that inflation's rising more than expected in September. Economists expected producer price index to rise 8.4 percent and it went a little bit faster yeah of course of course of course i'm not surprised nope not surprised at all and honestly you know i think we all saw this coming we all knew it was going to happen it's not like this is yeah. a big surprise to anybody even though well i guess to those of us you know people who watch the mainstream media are like oh my god i can't believe it's jumped Joe Biden sitting there and he's like, oh, we're not, it's only going to go up just slightly and we're just going to add more jobs than ever before. I think he's crazy, loon. I agree. Uh, we've got more layoffs happening. We've been covering these. Intel to cut thousands of jobs as PC demand slows. PC sales fell 15% in the third quarter from a year ago and Intel has already warned about reduced 2022 sales. So that's Intel, and this is going to be hitting, I think, every industry across the board, especially if this war continues, except if you're building, I guess, weapons. That'd be good for your business. But um, nobody else. Good morning, Lori. Oh, my goodness. And um, thank you, Grits, for the ice cream. Good morning. Yeah, so... You guys prepare financially, get things in order, get some extra food on hand to support yourself and just in case there's any lack of food because that's the most important thing to survive and water, of course. Well, mm -hmm. shelter, water, and food. That's important. So prepare. You never know what's going to happen. and Plan A, plan B, plan C type, type deal. Thank you. But, um, you know, and a good alternative to food if you don't have, like, tons of room to store food. Buy seeds. Okay. Because seeds make food. And um, it's always good to have it around. You know, if you have to get yourself a couple of flower pots and some soil, you know, you can always grow some. There's things that you can do in those. You can do. I've seen people get creative and they grow potatoes in a paper sack or in a plastic oh, yeah. sack. You know, so there's lots of different things you can do. I've um, seen that. So always, you know, have seeds on hand because if worse comes to worse. You know, then, and I don't, don't, seeds don't take up much space. No, not at all. And they could keep for a year or two, or sometimes longer. If you put them in a little yeah. paper envelope and a cool, dry place. Yep, that's what I do. So, I need to get some seeds actually and take your advice there. I don't have much, much at all. I need to get more. But just make sure that when you buy seeds, make sure you're buying uh, non GMO. 
heirloom seeds. That's very important because a lot of this stuff is GMO, so it's genetically modified. And it's genetically modified to not produce seeds inside your vegetables. And so, yeah, you, you, can't, know, you can't save the seeds from your food if they don't produce seeds. Yep. And they do that on purpose because they don't want us growing our own food. So make sure that they're non-GMO heirloom seeds. I thought it was because if you swallowed watermelon seed, it would grow in your tummy. They're trying to look out. That would be us. convenient, wouldn't it? You're just <laughs> constantly feeding yourself watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lastly here, um, Jamie Demon or Diamond, oil crisis should be treated almost as a matter of war at this point. He described it as an issue he would put in the critical category. This is the CEO, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Diamond, and he said this on Monday. Basically, we need to go to war over the oil crisis. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm a, a really rich elite and I get to decide these things. Well, and you know, honestly, we see Biden doing just that as he threatens Saudi Arabia, you know, for not producing more oil and stuff. And there'd be going to be severe consequences to them. But it's, 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 it's Biden's fault, though. Day one, he came in and stopped all the leases, stopped all the drilling, and we're no longer energy independent. They did this on purpose. They set themselves up for the situation, and I think that was by design. They're like, well, if we screw ourselves over, we have an excuse to go to war, and people are too dumb to realize it. Uh, newsflash, no, we're not, because of wonderful shows like this and many others out there that are spreading the truth and these critical thinkers that watch these programs and discuss these issues we know exactly what's going on we know it's psychological warfare we know your stupid tricks and gimmicks and gags and um they want war That's what wins, they want. Though. that was i think that that was the intention yeah is we had four years of peace under trump and look at the whole time under Obama and the Bushes and all of them. We've been uh, involved in one war or another, and Trump took us out of all of them. And now they want back in. And so they're going to pick a fight with whoever they can pick a fight with, because the truth of the matter is, is that wars produce a lot of money for a lot of countries. Yeah, and an opportunity to money launder. Exactly. And so that's what they want. And they're so they're trying to pick a fight. The Biden administration is trying to pick a fight with whatever country they can pick a fight with. They don't care um, if it's Russia. They don't care if it's Saudi Arabia, Venezuela. They don't care. And they just need a war. Yeah. It's the world. And they're picking yep. a fight with the world. They are. Absolutely. Because at they the, need the money that that brings. At the expense of just innocent people's lives, just trying to survive yeah. every day like us and it's, others. That's because they don't care. They look at us as nothing more than cattle. Chickens, cattle. So, yeah. yeah. We're, we're expendable as far as they're concerned. Yeah. They don't, they don't care if we live or die. They don't give a shit that the economy is going to hell and that we're all suffering. They don't care. That's the bottom line. True. That's sad. Gross. This is the state of the evil people in this world, man. They really are. So uh, do you want to jump into a little bit of uh, world news outside financial crisis? Yeah, it's still doom and gloom. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we've got Joe Biden's, Joe Biden's allies fly Venezuelan migrants direct to U.S. jobs. 
President Joe Biden is being pushed to help many Venezuelan economic migrants fly legally into Americans' workplaces and homes, says the Wall Street Journal. The proposed policy would pull the migrants through U.S. airports via the parole side door, which was created by Congress for a very small number of individuals each year. The expanded legal inflow would add to the flood of Southern illegal migration that is cutting Americans' wages, spiking housing costs, and boosting inflation. The Wall Street Journal reported on October 11th, if enacted, the Venezuelan program would be modeled after Uniting for Ukraine, created in the wake of the war that has allowed some 67,000 Ukrainians to move to the U.S. through a status known as humanitarian parole, which allows them to live and work here for two years. Any Ukrainians looking to come must find a U.S. sponsor willing to support their applications and processing of their requests has been taking as little as a couple weeks. Allowing Venezuelans to enter the country under humanitarian parole would make them immediately eligible for work permits and allow them to apply for asylum through a friendlier process that doesn't involve going to my immigration court. The pre-election plan is being pushed by some administration officials and by the business-backed Niskasen Center. The push has also helped by organized groups of Venezuelan economic migrants, some of who rely on donations from business-funded groups. Uh, this plan does also does not explain why it would be popular among the party's major blocks, including U.S.-born working-class whites, blacks, and Latinos, most of whom are seeing their wages drop amid Biden's mass migration and inflation. Uh, roughly 200,000 Venezuelans migrated to the U.S. border in 21 and 22. Many left safe homes and jobs in other South American countries after learning that Biden's deputies would not allow border officers to block or deport the economic migrants. Biden's officials know that their invite has likely killed thousands of migrants, mostly Venezuelans and Haitians, on the roadless dairy and gap jungle trail between South America and Central America. So the plan is being pitched as a lifesaver for Venezuelan migrants, according to Wall Street Journal. And it goes on, but that's the gist of it, is that we have, you know, 67,000 Ukrainians that were allowed to come in and take our jobs. We've got another 200,000 um, immigrants that are coming in to take our jobs, not to mention the millions of illegals who have crossed our borders and are being allowed to stay here. Not only that, I saw yesterday, I know we didn't have time to cover it yesterday. Um, the Our government mm -hmm. is spending our tax dollar on giving everybody who crosses the border phones cell phones yeah there's like two hundred and twenty-five thousand cell phones that they've handed out and the cost of that which the american taxpayers are paying for is in the millions mm. has to be every year and i don't have the article anymore because it was yesterday we just didn't have time to cover it but yeah so our tax money is going to everyone yeah but us and they throw them in hotels and buses and planes and that money comes from us as well. So it's yeah. terrible. It's like all of our tax money goes to other people, uh, to others. Yeah. And it's a way for them to money launder. If in case anybody didn't know that, that's what they do. They, Oh, we need to help other countries, even though we're really in a terrible condition ourselves. We need to help them. We need to help them. We need to help them. And well, and not to mention the fact that they just print money like it's nothing. Yeah. So why are we even paying taxes? Yeah. Why are we paying taxes if you guys could just... You know why money? we're paying taxes? I'll tell you why we're paying taxes. Because they don't want us to have our money. 
That's why we're paying. That's the only reason they don't need it. They can print as much money as they want. They can spend whatever the hell they want. We're already trillions of dollars in debt to other countries. They don't need our money. They just don't want us to have it. That is the only reason that we're paying taxes. Yeah, especially. Yeah, man. Maybe a little more nuanced than that. It probably extends the life of their system. But I don't even think it does that, honestly. Right, because if they have to print less money, then there's Look at less how many trillions of dollars we're in debt, though, already. I, I mean, know, the but average... without debt, we don't have anything, though. You have to have some debt. Right. But the average American, so I think I was reading somewhere at one point in time that the average American, and this is every American. Man, women, children, infants, doesn't matter. Any age, American, um, has their their portion, their individual portion of the American debt is so much that it could never be paid off in a lifetime. I believe that, yeah. And so what is our tax money accomplishing? Really, when you think about it on those terms, hmm. if you think about your individual tax burden. yeah. It's such a big system for the whole country. It it's hard to conceptualize. But in a smaller community, it's easier to conceptualize. Like, hey, we want to build a community center. Everybody, your taxes are going to go up X amount, and that's going to go towards it. And that makes more sense when you can just crunch the numbers and make it work. Even that's corrupt. But um, it's hard when you're looking at these huge numbers and all these different uh, pathways the money's going. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I agree. And it is corrupt. I see that in my own little town. And my town is small. They're like, we're raising the water rates because we have to fix the infrastructure and we need more wells. Guess what? That was five years ago that they raised water rates. And they have never gone back down. But guess what? We don't have any more infrastructure than we did five years ago. So where's that money going? Same thing in the government. It's easier to see on a smaller level, like you said, because we're not talking about trillions of dollars. We're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, maybe millions. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands, yeah. It's crazy, dude. This this border issue is huge for our country, the U.S., because it is an invasion, man. That's a lot of... Uh, yeah, because all of these people that are stealing our jobs and taking our opportunities away that are coming in illegally, guess what? They're not paying taxes. Yeah, and I'm not worried They're so not much violent. about somebody, like a legit immigrant, of course, come over here, do whatever you want, live your life. Yeah, I don't yeah. think a lot of these immigrants are coming here specifically just to live a life and take a job and just have a family and participate in whatever, go to the park, live a normal yeah. life. I think a lot of these people are criminals, crooks, mm -hmm. human traffickers, drug mm -hmm. dealers, um, trained fighters. From other countries terrorists that's the reality of the situation and that's the big issue that's the big problem i'm not worried about jose making no. hamburgers down the street right or whatever i'm worried about jose with an automatic weapon dealing drugs and moving pounds of fentanyl that's what i'm worried about sure. or targeting people or whatever which yeah, in a war situation like we're in and all these guys have phones they're going to be utilized by terrorists-minded people. Yeah. 
or by their own countries, by their own cartels, by their own people. Who knows? It's a very complex war, but it's that's what's really alarming. I agree. Bastards. And that really kills jobs. Yeah, for... it does. It absolutely, and it kills our communities and our children. And <sighs> Literally. It's a mess. Onward. Oh, this is depressing. Let's see. Biden <laughs> says he can beat former U.S. President Donald Trump again. Oh, my God. This is funny. This is what this is. <laughs> He's got jokes. I believe I could beat Donald Trump again, Biden responded, although he stopped short of confirming another tilt at the Oval Office in 2024. Yeah, well, CNN asked Biden what he would tell voters who consider him too old for re-election. He said, name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. Not a joke. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of American people do like what I got done. He's just, he's just... He's um, a buffoon. He's a buffoon. Yeah, thank you. And that's the nicest thing I can say about him. <laughs> he could never beat Donald Trump. No, he could. He didn't beat Donald Trump last time either. But then <laughs> yeah. here we are. Beat him again? You mean what? Get out of here, dude! Right? Where's the again part? Just <laughs> somebody, because you were fraudulently sworn in. Somebody put cuffs on that man and his crackhead son, Crooks. Right. Oh my goodness. Uh, thank you, Texas Bear seventy seven, for gifting us a cookie over there on Foxhole. We appreciate it. Hope y'all are doing good over there. Looks like we got some good, a good amount of people flowing in across the interwebs. Thank you all for joining us for today's episode of Morning Coffee. Man, real quick before we continue on, I know we got a big story next, but last night was pretty fun. We had our um, Q and A with Josh on the Social Red Pill, the private social network, and we had like. 20 to 30 people in there and got a good hour of josh's rants and rhymes and theories and stuff it was really nice and we got a few new people in there which was fun met some new people um and i ended up falling asleep and leaving it running because i got tired (laughs) the coffee comes early so i can't stay up late like i used to but um it was a lot of fun so if you guys like this kind of thing and you're new and you want to participate in talking discussing things debating sharing what's going on in your life your thoughts asking josh questions asking us questions or just meeting new people you could do that on the social red pill or you could just share things or you could just lurk you could join these and just sit back and not talk or just talk in the chat that's fine you don't have to show your picture or your real name you could be anonymous who cares right but if you're interested in that kind of thing you could join the social red pill for free at socialredpill.com www.socialredpill.com it's a good time i think it's good for the soul it's good for the mind it's good for our sanity it's like mm-hmm. sometimes a little therapy session if i'm having a bad day i'll go in there and i'll just be like you guys this shit this shit's blah, 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 blah. And well it's nice people. to know that we're not alone yeah because a lot of people are a lot of people have been alienated from their family and their friends and their people yeah. in their communities and so it's nice to know that, you know, you're not alone in that. A lot of us are in the same boat and a lot of us feel the same way. So, yeah, you know, this is a good time. I haven't been in there much recently. I've just been so busy with everything. And so it, as winter comes on, we'll probably get in, get on more. <laughs> it's probably going to get real busy again. Um, but yeah, people come and go. That's totally good. That's totally fine. I mean, it's there for when you need it. Uh, it's a good time. Um, and especially picking Josh's brain and getting all that information is always just a flood of awesome. So join the social red pill, socialredpill.com. 
Um, we appreciate that. And we'd love to see you there. Definitely. Yeah, get some Zoom grits. It's not hard, too. I didn't know what the hell I was doing with all this Zoom and this and that, but it's it's doable. And if you guys need help, contact us. It's not too bad and figure it out. Yeah. It's good. Exactly. It's pretty easy. Yeah, if somebody so, like me can figure it out, then most people can. <laughs> right, if we I, all. I never, I never used Zoom before being involved with social red pills. So I know, and we get I'm Zoom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we get people in there that don't know technology, and they're able to figure it out. Not maybe easily. My mom but, was able to figure it out by herself. Yeah. I like. I was on there one night, and I see her name pop up, and I was like, "What the heck?" I was like, "How did she do this?" I'm like, "I didn't even know she could." I'm like, how'd she figure that out without my help? <laughs> She's pretty smart. I'll give her a lot of credit, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was surprised. So if my mom can figure it out, you know, it's seventy something years old. Then she's the best. Yeah. She, one, of she's our, a good mom. one of our top supporters, number one fans. Yeah, <laughs> she loves. She loves this show. It's her favorite. <laughs> That's so awesome. I can't. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah. My mom's so. like, I don't want to hear this stuff. I just want to live my life. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're like, just watch it for me. It'll make you feel closer to me, mom. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's always nice when you can have your family support you. I'm lucky in the fact that my mom does. My brother, not so much, but that's okay. He loves me in his own way, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did let him live when we were little, so... <laughs> Anyway, so we've got a story here, yeah, and let's get into it. you guys, you guys may crucify me for it. And that's okay, because I just, you know, like oh, I told Vince, come on, I, I march to the beat of my own drum. I just family, do. They're pretty tolerant. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I march <laughs> to the beat of my own drum. So if you don't like what I'm, what I have to say, that's okay. You don't have to. No, you don't have to agree with me. Well, but I thought it was got. really well written. It says, "Who's afraid of Tulsi Gabbard?" Everyone. And this is a little long, so I'm going to try to read fast, so bear with me. It says, this isn't the biggest news of the week, but it may turn out to be so if I'm right about what this means and where it leads. Former Rep Tulsi Gabbard formally left the Democratic Party in a public announcement this morning on Twitter. Here's Gabbard's full statement, which we already know. I'm not going to go ahead and read that or listen to it. Gabbard's statement is a big deal given the timing, less than a month out from the midterm elections. I know a lot of people are really torn on Gabbard. She elicits from the Patriot or MAGA crowd the same kind of unthinking division that Donald Trump elicits from the world. There are a few nuanced takes on either of these people. This is because they represent threats to the people who are desperately trying to maintain control over the political and economic system. It doesn't matter if they are competent or not. Since that system is failing, rapidly the socio-political immune system must be vaccinated against all foreign ideas. So the modus operandi is always the same. As they rise in popularity, seed, and amplify their faults to gaslight some would-be would supporters. In the case of Gabbard, it was her invitation to the 2015 WEF Young Leaders Conference and her key positions on key domestic policy issues. People don't like Gabbard for these reasons. Some of them are valid criticisms. Her voting record is progressive on domestic economic issues. But like a lot of young people, they come in with certain ideas and they leave with others after peeking behind the curtain. The focus on past specifics keeps many projecting personal anxieties onto them rather than assessing their personal journey. This precludes thinking strategically about how they can be an asset and only knee-jerk rejecting them for failing to pass some purity test. 
Might I remind you what type of behavior is reminiscent of this? They support the latest thing. Therapy? It's left brain dominance bordering on possession. This is threat assessment, a function of the left brain taken to its extreme. It's what drives wokeness as well as the opposite. We live in times designed for maximal anxiety. There are threats to our being and livelihoods multiplying seemingly by the day. President Biden is casually talking about nuclear war, FFS. We're all stressed out. I get it. But too much of anything is a bad thing. The mechanisms of paranoia are the same for all parts of the political spectrum. And the anxiety pimps, H2 Dexter White for that, with their hands on the levers of the psyops, understands this very, very well. Giving in those into those anxieties leads to only looking at something can only be to only looking at how something can only be a threat rather than an asset. And if you're triggered by me saying this now, QED. This is no different than those who can only see the Fed as a threat. And for example, any and all past relationships Jerome Powell had with the bad guys becomes prima facie evidence that fuckery is afoot. It looks like reasoning and analysis when it's just pattern recognition from previously being programmed. This is my primary point when it comes to Gabbard and her announcement this morning. The real PSYOP isn't that she's some Klaus von Kami schnitzel triple agent leading us like a Pied Piper to our own doom. The real PSYOP is that many can't consider her as anything else but that. If you doubt me, look on Twitter feed, on my Twitter feed this morning. After I pointed this exact thing out, Tulsi Gabbard triggers people because they can't believe she walked up to the WEF mountain, was offered the precious, and turned them down. But that is exactly what it looks like she did. This woman was the perfect Davos Trojan horse. She was young, attractive, well-spoken. She's also a woman of color who joined the army after 9-11 to serve for patriotic reasons. And on top of all of this, a freaking Democrat, Yahtzee. When you look at the landscape for 2024, who do the Democrats have who are completely loony tunes? The rejection of her in 2020 was the big tell and it had nothing to do with the Clintons. This was a woman who in 2016, after being groomed for greatness, resigned from the DNC over Hitler's corruption of the primaries at a moment in time, everyone, and I mean everyone, thought Hillary would be the next president. Even I didn't believe my own arguments that Trump would win in May of 2016. Gabbard defied the most vindictive woman in U.S. political circles. A woman with a presumed body count that measures in the dozens who was supposed to seal Davos' deal to sell the U.S. out to the globalists and their planned Great Reset. That takes immense stones and speaks to a lot of personal integrity. Now, you can construct some MI6 John LeCare narrative that she was just playing the long game for Klaus, but seriously, folks, Occam's razor is almost always valid. When she ran for president in 2020, was she promoted to be the one who would stand with Joe Biden? No. If she was Klaus's girl, she would have been. She would have gotten more than one delegate. She would have been given the Ron Paul treatment at the convention. No, what she actually did was destroy the presidential ambitions of the woman of color who had been chosen, Kamala Harris. And she did it without any DNC support whatsoever. She did it with almost no speaking time. It was the most effective political takedown in history, save Ron Paul's destruction of Rudy Giuliani in 2008. To believe this narrative that Gabbard is a WAF Trojan horse means you have to believe in a stage play so stupid and complicated it beggars belief. So I ask everyone in the audience, if you were triggered by Tulsi Gabbard, reflect on why that is and where those feelings come from, because they ain't coming from her. 
She endorsed Biden very reluctantly. It made sense. She didn't like Trump personally, and she was still nominally a party member. She's not perfect. I don't need perfect in this environment. But per my previous arguments in January, Gabbard can position herself as a moderate populist, a kind of John Anderson figure from the 1980 election that ensures that no Democrat has a prayer of winning the 2024 election. If the GOP was smart, as big an if, if there ever was one, they would begin the process of saying this recession is regrettable but necessary. Embrace it and build on the anger at Brandon for screwing everybody in the wake of COVID. They can see Gabbard coming in to pull centrist votes from Hillary or whoever backs back towards the GOP or worse, advocating for real fiscal and foreign policy reform in D.C. as she runs as a kind of John Anderson figure against Jimmy Carter. In fact, the more I think about this, the more likely John Anderson is the best analog for her role in 2024. She's the same Democrat who's interested in practical solutions, pulling in a very important five to seven percent of swing voters tired of the outright line. Destruction of communities and leadership turning a blind eye to violence and the, dem- the coming rape of those same suburbs by Larry Fink and BlackRock. That was then. Today, my thinking is even more insane. As the GOP VP candidate, she can be a voice of sanity on foreign policy and human rights, vaccines, social credit scores, etc., leaving her running mate to focus on domestic issues and rebuilding America. So what does this announcement actually mean for the future? It means that my off-the-cuff hope for a Florida Governor Ron DeSantis slash Tulsi Gabbard 2024 ticket, unity ticket I discussed with Garland Nix on my podcast back in May, is taking shape and right on schedule. I know that Robert Barnes believes and or has real information that the 2024 ticket is Trump DeSantis, and that still, still may be the default plan. I'm not privy to anything, just reading the tea leaves. But Trump has to navigate serious opposition as the Democrats try to take him out of the equation. Generals always fight the last war. Davos is fighting Trump when they should be fighting the general generational shift just over the horizon from boomers to Gen X. The Democrats really think they can win in 2024 by taking Trump out of the picture, though through lawfare and blaming the country's ills on us not accepting their lunatic spending packages. Gavin Grusom is clearly positioning himself for this role. The fallout plan of Trump is invalidated would be DeSantis at the top of the ticket with someone else to soften the edges and bring the country together. There is no one else in American politics poised to do just that than Tulsi Gabbard. If you can't see the script of Gabbard giving a unifying, edifying speech about healing divisions and getting back to work at the GOP convention, then I've taught you not one thing in five years about how screenwriting actually works. DeSantis is killing it as Florida governor. Davos and the Democrats truly hate him because Ron's so damn competent and willing to play Alinsky games to win. They've never had one of those guys before. Joe Biden had to publicly praise a Republican Florida governor for his handling of the devastation wrought by Hurricane Ian on the eve of an election. That's a big deal, folks. More evidence, Joe shouldn't be allowed to speak off script. For this to work, however, there has to be a quick pro quo. The GOP will demand it. Gabbard switching sides can't happen all at once. First, she has to walk away from the Democrats and help the GOP win a few seats in the House from the midterms. Check. Then she continues to build her credibility as a moderate who speaks against the things that presidential candidates can't speak on or lose the support of the current crop of Davos-controlled Congress critters, anti-war, the MIC, etc., She'll be on Tucker Carlson very soon now and a lot more going forward. By the time 2024 party conventions occur, the Fed's tight monetary policy, the sovereign debt crisis in Europe and war with Russia over Ukraine will have the people focused almost wholly on domestic issues. We'll be in the worst recession depression since the 1970s. Ukraine will quickly morph into Vietnam as a political albatross. If you think Americans don't want a war with Russia today, go out another 20 months or so when they can't feed their families or afford to drive to work. 
This is why the neocons and Davos are desperate to upgrade the conflict in Ukraine now. They have to flip the switch with the American electric that Putin is our problem. He needs to be the scapegoat for the collapse. And that only happens with a caucus belay that is incontrovertible. Putin continues to refuse to give them that. If they can't get their just war and blame it on the GOP, then they have only the economy to run on. But Biden takes that heat while the GOP simply keeps pointing to being fiscally responsible in the face of Democrat insanity. By this logic, the best thing that could happen for this country is for the DNC to indict Trump and block his nomination for president. It paves the path to flipping the psychology of the whole center of the country to rejecting everything they are. Gabbard can make that case as an independent, a former DNC insider who walked the walk, is either VP or is the second coming of John Anderson, the man who ensured that Reagan couldn't be stopped. DeSantis does not trigger moderates the way Trump does. If anything, he's the governor most people want, even if they tell their friends they don't. Gabbard's strategic value to this situation should be obvious. I know that was a little long, but it kind of goes along with the lines of what I was saying yesterday. Let's not lump everybody into the same category. I instead, definitely don't trust her. I just, just, just me. Maybe I'm not saying I do either. Come out of it, but um, and now, do I think that you know, looking at things um, from the standpoint? Of, that I stand at today. If she was running with DeSantis, how would I feel about that? Probably not super happy, right? Um, but, and I know there's a lot of people out there who don't trust her, and I don't blame you. Why I don't should trust we? anybody, trust though. Any of them. I don't trust But here's the them, thing. Yeah. Give her a chance to prove herself. We have all made mistakes in our life, right? I've made mistakes in my life. You've made mistakes in your life. I'm sure we all have. Do we want to be judged on our past and the mistakes that we've made in the past, or do we want to be judged on our character and what we have to contribute moving forward? That's the way I look at things. Like I said, I marched to the beat of my own drum. I'm not going to follow anybody else's. And you guys can disagree with me. Vince can disagree with me. It's totally okay. Um, That's the way that I look at things. So I kind of agree with this article in the fact that um, she can be an asset. You know, keep your enemies close or keep your friends close and your enemies closer, right? What yeah. better way? I guess I don't know that much about her history and whatnot, but. I don't either, other than um, then I, I know that she was one of the W, she was invited to the WEF Young Global Leaders, you know. But you know what? How many people out there, like Dan Crenshaw? He's a Republican. He's currently holding office. He was on that list too. Yeah. He is a WEF young world leader. And there are people out terrible. there. He is terrible, but he's not. I don't think that he's terrible because of that. I think it contributes to, I but I don't that, think it's because of. I think, I think he's is. terrible. I think he's terrible just on his own. Like, I think he's a terrible person. I think the problem is to do with the type of government that we're in. It's the really extremely wealthy running the show, period. That's what it is. It's not a democracy. It's not a republic. It's not what people are saying. The rich 
run the show. And that's the problem. So when someone like Tulsi Gabbard or anybody a part of these WWF groups, no matter what side they're on, when they're coming up, they're doing things in the public eye and all this, all I think about is, wow, what are they doing for themselves behind the scene? What's the agenda? Just, I guess that's the conspiracy in me. What's the conspiracy here? What are they trying to do? How are they going to fuck us? I get it. I get it. I am 100% with you on that. I think the issue's bigger than maybe just one I, I think person. in a I think in a perfect world in a perfect world the whole system the whole entire system that we have collapses it's broken, we get rid yeah. of every politician that we have in office that's ever held office and we say if you've ever held a public office you are no longer qualified to hold public office we're starting over we're doing this all new if you can't if you've ever been a politician you're not qualified right now we want brand new people in there and it should be people who, and it should be set up to where it was like when we started this country where you were supposed to, this was supposed to be a sacrifice that you gave for your country. Being a politician was supposed to be a sacrifice that you made and you served your term, you served your time and you went back to your jobs and your families. It's not like that anymore. It's a career. It's a lifelong career for these people. And so they've made a career out of, fucking us honestly it's not a sacrifice for them it's a benefit and so yeah do i think in a perfect world we need to get rid of all of that we need to get rid of lobbying we need to have term limits we need you know people who actually care about this country and who are involved in this country regular citizens running our government now what is the reality of the situation we're in do we honestly think that's ever going to happen not unless the system completely and totally collapses not without and you're talking about if something like that happens if you're talking about massive war you're like you're talking you're talking wild wild west again where there is no rule of law for a period of time yeah it's definitely a complex issue it, it really is. There are people so. out there. I mean, I think I think people are split on this, and it's just a complicated it is. thing. Well, and, you know, here's the thing. Whether you disagree with me or, or you agree with me, you've got to look at both sides, and you've got to be willing to hear somebody else's opinion on things, or you've got to be willing to listen to the other side of things, because there is no right or wrong way. I'm not right about everything. I'm not wrong about everything. Um I have a different perspective. That's literally all it is. Yeah, it's it's not even that different. Yeah. There's people here that agree with you, agree with me. Yeah, um, there's people yeah. that are going to disagree with me vehemently. And you know what? That is okay. Yeah. And I respect their opinions. And I respect their viewpoint on this issue for their own reasons. I'm just tired of the globalist people I am too. being involved in politics. And and, but you know what? Directly and indirectly. I don't think it's ever going to change. I don't think it's ever going to change. It hasn't for thousands of years. They've always well, managed to position themselves into a place of control and power. And I don't think it's ever going to change. Because we keep allowing it. People, especially, you know, the lo- more lower income you are. And, and I don't mean this to sound terrible. And it's going to. And people are going to crucify me for it. And that's okay. They have more of that slave mentality because they don't see what's going on. They don't pay attention. They, to they don't because all they're focused on is what's right in front of them. And why should I grew up in a family that was massively poor? 
Okay, like below poverty level poor when I was a kid. And so I can look at this and I know the issues that affected my family growing up. My parents couldn't see past the electric bill or how they were going to pay rent or their mortgage payment the following month or how they were going to buy groceries for their children or school clothes. They weren't worried about what was happening on the world stage and politics. They could give a fuck less. I mean, yeah. they were Republicans and they voted Republican, but they didn't spend a whole lot of time thinking about this. They were more, they were slaves to their job. They were slaves to their income and they had to do what they had to do. And that's just the reality of the situation, whether you like it or not. Yeah. I don't think that's too controversial. Um, I agree. Yep. We'll see what happens. I think, uh, there's better ways to do it. I don't know. Historically, I guess that you're right. It probably always has been the people with all this money have always run the show, especially even maybe from behind the scenes. Absolutely. Uh, they have. Oh, what a shit show. What's the best way to do it? I have no idea. I don't think we figured that out. I don't think anybody can. I mean, unless we go, the only way that I ever see this working and I thought about it a lot and this is just my crazy brain and the way it works. The only way that I see this working is a completely anarchist type society where you have no governments. People literally are self-ruled. Yeah. That's the only Anarchy. way that I ever That's see us ever getting rid of it. I'm feeling more and more anarchist. Anarchist. Anarchal. Anarchal. I don't know. Yeah. Anarchy seems like a good deal. It's like. Especially when you start hearing them, oh, sign up, you know, you need to register your garden and tell us how many tomatoes you collect this year. Fuck you. Uh, no. Yeah. In that regard, anarchy seems like a great idea, but then it also, you have crazy people. Well, you all, so you don't have any rules. There's no laws. You govern yourself. You, you have to follow your own moral compass and you expect people. And so if somebody steals from you and you shoot them, you don't, nobody's held accountable for that. If somebody steals from you and they get away with it, they're not held accountable for that because there's no rules and no laws. The only one that can hold that person accountable is you. If somebody shoots somebody and kills them. Yeah, I don't know if that's a great idea, but. Well, so and that is the whole basis of anarchy is it's self-rule, self-government. Is that you take care of your own problems. Now, if somebody steals and they get shot. That's going to set an example for the next person who thinks about stealing. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that or else I'm going to get shot. Right. And so that's kind of how, how it works is yeah, that I don't know. I people think governing themselves kind of is a deterrent for people who would take advantage of that. I have a feeling that there's not an answer. Like anarchy is not going to work. Eventually it's going to evolve into something. No. Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree. I, yeah. I didn't say it was a so, great I know. idea. I'm just, I'm just giving thoughts. I'm not like totally unrelated yeah. to what you had said is I think that there is no single right answer to how to govern a large society. Like what we live in now, I think that it just ebb and flows and it takes different forms and it's good sometimes. And it's really shitty other times and it gets corrupt and it gets less corrupt and things, people come up to power and fall. I think it's just this cycle, like a natural cycle I, and everything. And I agree. That's just life. Unfortunately, I think our, I think our founding fathers came close to finding the perfect balance for a, quick, for, for a hot second. Yeah. And had we kept following the constructs of the constitution, which we didn't, we know that 
our country was sold out and became a corporation. Yeah. Had we kept following the constructs of the Constitution, I think it would have continued working. But the truth is, is that we gave that up a long time ago. Before any of us were ever born, before our parents were ever born, and probably before even our grandparents were ever born. And so, you know, had we, I think that what they did, they put a lot of time and a lot of effort into debating this stuff and having conversations like what you and I are having right now. And and that's why we have to listen to different points of views and different opinions and stuff like that is so that we can grow and learn and compromise and do what's best for everyone. I'm excited to see what happens with Tulsi. Maybe I'll get. I am too. Maybe I'll hear it. I told you so, or maybe I could give you a jab here in the future. We'll see what she does <laughs> or what happens. Right. You know, I, I do. I trust her as of right now. No, why? Because I don't trust the Democrats. But do we know? I don't trust most Republicans. But we don't know, right? It's really, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, so. I'm willing to you give her right. a chance to prove herself. I'm not comfortable with that, but you could be right. <laughs> just because somebody registers as a Republican, like look at Dr. Oz, right? I don't oh, trust I, him. Hell no. But And he's a Republican. He's yeah. a GOPer. I can't get on board with that, man. No. But, so I let people's actions speak for themselves. I really like yeah. what she has to say. I don't disagree with anything she has to say. What are her intentions in all of this? And what does she plan on doing with it? I don't yeah. know. Anybody can say anything, though. That's where I think. And I think I think I have issues. Like, I think I have, like, I don't know, some kind of psychological, like, kind of like a deep-seated abandonment or, like, abandonment by government or some kind of weird <laughs> psychological issues where I just don't trust I don't anybody trust in government. No. I'm just totally... I don't either. Like... I get that anarchy feeling like I don't want any government. I don't want nothing to do with nothing. Hi, I'm from government. No, bye. Okay. Get the hell out of here. Next. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I would be perfectly happy living on a thousand acres with my husband. So everybody knows. Um, Right. (laughs) Squared out in the middle of it. Yeah. And nobody bugs you and you don't know anything about it. And like a 10 foot fence around the whole damn thing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, people knock and I'm like, nobody's home. (laughs) Right. Living my life. (laughs) Yeah. Get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> oh man so. let us know what you guys think this is a complicated issue it is and it, but you know what it's an interesting topic isn't it at least i find it interesting yeah i like things that challenge my brain and challenge my way of thinking it's hard and even sometimes challenge my viewpoints i like to challenge my own viewpoints i find it fun to fight with myself sometimes. it's hard <laughs> yeah so this is kind of what we think today you guys but yeah through discussing this with each other and you guys and everybody else and continuing to see this develop, we change our opinions as well. That's just how life is. So, you know, Bert said under anarchy order is maintained by the respect of the brutality of your neighbor. But yep. I think I'd prefer that to what's coming. Matt. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. See, that's, that's, I love that. Yeah. Oof. All right, yeah. let's. Uh, I'm gonna skip this next story just because I'll, I'll maybe yeah. I'll may, may have time to cover it tonight. Uh, tonight, you guys, I'm gonna be hosting the Daily Dose. Um, Andrea, if you want, you could join me if you have time. I would love to have you. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're up for it, just maybe think of, think it over today. Yeah. And uh, we'll be hosting the Daily Dose for Josh as he travels and uh, sets up for tomorrow night. 
So please tune in tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time to watch that. Um, we may be able to do a few headlines before we go, but I wanted to let you know to tune in tonight. Enjoy that show. Come support myself. Give me a little bit of... Uh, Stroke my ego over there and say hello. <laughs> Wait a minute, what about mine? And Andrea's. We're gonna. I continue. want my ego stroked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly don't care. <laughs> we'll continue the conversation and go over the news because there's a lot more. Um, yeah. To do with the world and Ukraine and NATO. Um, yeah, there's, there's actually cool. nothing extremely breaking that I think we need to cover. Maybe you want to jump to. Um, Uh, Biden, Biden's COVID czar says the pandemic's not over. So maybe we're getting back into pandemic stuff here, getting into the cold season. Yep. Yeah, he um, definitely, we can do the health stuff real quick. Yeah, here we go again. Biden COVID czar says pandemic is not over. There's actually a video if you want to play the video. Sure. You don't know if it's super, I don't think it's super long. It looks like it's maybe pretty short. Oh. Oh. Follow-up since the White House has now said the pandemic is over. Um, can you just talk a little bit about what the message is for Americans as we head into the winter months? Um, can they behave as though it's business as usual as long as they are vaccinated? Yeah, so the president was very clear. COVID is not over. There's a lot of work to do. We still have three to 400 Americans dying every day. Uh, tens of thousands of people getting infected every day. There is a lot of work to do. What we know is that if we want to keep people safe and protect them from serious illness, which is obviously priority number one, the number one thing that people need to do is get vaccinated. And the number two is if you have a breakthrough infection, you need to get treated. If people did those two things, it would make an enormous difference in preventing hospitalizations, preventing ICU stays, preventing deaths. And those are the top priorities. Oh, God. Did you notice that how he sits there and he's playing with his ring? That's a sign of a liar. Hmm. Yeah, people who are lying are very fidgety. Interesting. For whatever it's worth. Um, the other two things, because I don't want to spend, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on this anyway. Yeah. Um, U.S. Army identifies 18-year-old active soldier found dead in her barracks. Cause of death, unknown. I can tell you what her cause of death was. Heart attack? <laughs> yeah. Jibber jab. So, yeah, it's a, a side effect of the jabby jab. The fatty spice. And then... Um, an 18-year-old Marine recruit dies after collapsing during training exercise at Camp Pendleton. Also 18. unknown. Yeah, 18-year-olds. And there was... Um, the, FDI, the FDA authorized Omicron booster shots for kids as young as five as this shit's happening. Yep. Teenagers just dying like this? Yep. And then there was a 17-year-old that died um, in the National Guard. Mm -hmm. at Fort Jackson and that was in August this is crazy so she passed away last August August 25th 2022 yeah we're living through a genocide yeah and these are these are young healthy kids who had to go through you have to you have to pass a physical yeah um to get into the military so these are young healthy kids who have had who had no health problems they run your medical background and if you've got any medical issues in your background and you know how i know this because i was one of those who had a medical issue in my background that wasn't allowed to join the marines because when i was 18 i was going to join the marines they look at everything 
And they're like, oh, you have this. Well, we're going to send all your stuff off to Washington. We're going to test you. We're going to do all of this stuff. And at the end, they were like, no, we can't take the chance. You're too much of a liability. Hmm. Yeah, it's... um, Because of a medical issue I had as a child. Yeah, it's true. And we're seeing more and more of this, unfortunately. And then they want to keep jabbing children. It's insane. Um, And they want to keep jabbing our military. And it's like... And, and this is only just the small percentage that even gets reported on. Yeah. Because there's some of these bases where there is suicide also factors into a lot of this too. Because I think a lot of these people, these young kids are seeing their fellow um, members dying and they yeah. can't handle it. There's definitely, yeah, that's an issue as well. Um, be careful with the flu shots they're putting uh mrna into those nowadays so figure out what the hell is in all these things before you just put them into your body because um all vaccines are going that way they're trying to genetically modify it so that this mrna garbage is in your food yeah i know you know and be careful um as far as your meat and stuff goes because these big food processing plants i know a lot of them are burned down and that's a whole other story but um a lot of these places, they're in order to meet FDA re- uh, requirements, the animals have to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And if they put start putting mRNA, and they are starting to do that, creating mRNA vaccines for animals, and you ingest that meat. And it could pass your stomach into your system somehow, then that would be bad. They Which are, is their they're goal. Work- they're working on that stuff, yeah. Yeah, they're currently working on this. By the end of 2023, they're hoping to have this whole thing rolled out, which is why, if you guys have been listening for any length of time, I have always maintained that my whole goal is to be completely self-sufficient by next year. And I'm working on that. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea at all. I I won't be buying groceries at the store, (sighs) other than maybe like flowers and things like that. If you can get it. Yeah crazy wow well thank you andrea i appreciate it um thank you everybody for joining us this morning for a short hour of coffee uh let us know what you think in the comments over there on rumble join the social network for free at www.socialredpill.com uh catch the show tonight at 5 30 p.m pacific the daily dose where we will be hosting in place of josh and have a great day, everybody. Take care. God bless and Godspeed. Hi, guys. Ah.